Slice Audio. Taylor Swift is going to do $4.6 billion in touring money. I found the story. Is that one of your news stories? Well, not that, but yeah, talking about Taylor Swift. The American houseplant industry does $1.2 billion. The fucking GDP. Taylor Swift is going to generate as much (laughs) revenue as the entire country of Barbados, Dean. The Book of Murdoch podcast. That's how much money that's gonna, that woman's going to generate. Gangster. Well, that's comf- I've never heard that. That's kind of funky. Okay. Well, you need to pull up your... The Book of Murdoch podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't do I don't, There it is. All right, dingalings. Welcome back. I did, so like, I'm a little behind an episode. I recorded one last week that I haven't edited and posted. That's going up tonight because okay. I'm finally getting to it. So we'll do a double. It'll be a double episode week. Okay. Since there wasn't anyone. I recorded with uh, the dude who sits on my political podcast with me, Jake. He sat, he sat and did the news. No one's as good as the news as you are, Dean. That's what we're finding out. Oh, Lord. You're the, you're the, <laughs> dude, you're the dude for the news. Um, guess what I learned today? So, like, my washer broke. You know? Oh no! Yeah, you know, uptown problem. But I had I've been a I've just I I've been stacked up on laundry. I haven't had to need to do it. I'm getting down to it, down to it, right? <laughs> and I might <clears throat> I might just bring it to the old ladies down the street at the laundromat. I called up there today. You, you, I I just assumed like it's X amount per load, right? You they charge you by the pound like you're at the fish market. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you knew you knew that. I had no idea that's what it was. I'm going to bring, you know, however many pounds of laundry I have done and get that them old women try it. They'll fold it for you. Oh, I don't give a fuck if it is 30 bucks a load. It's it like, I, I want to try. I want to just want to try it for a while. Maybe I don't need a washer. I'll just bring it down to the old ladies. <laughs> then you'll have to find the person to bring it to the old ladies. No, I'll bring it to the old. If I can just put it in a thing and drop it off with the old ladies and pick it up tomorrow when it's folded and shit, it still won't get put away. <laughs> But it, but it will be yeah. clean and will be more put away than technically <laughs> I have now. <laughs> Fucking buck 30 a pound. She told me, she's like, you know, it's like how you buy shrimp. <laughs> okay, right on. I felt like such a dumbass. I'm like, excuse me, miss. Tell me how your laundry pricing works. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I don't know. I've never done this before. So you had to like start in the beginning. I am surprised you went right to that and not this. Use one of the machines. Oh, I thought about that first, but I don't want to take up. I don't want the. I don't. I don't feel like taking that time. Oddly enough, you can get through it pretty quick when you can use like six machines if you have a lot to do. Yeah, but there's then you always there's you, there's no, always folding it for you. people <laughs> and there's folding it and you know what I mean. I do like a good laundromat hang. It's excellent people watching. Usually, it smells nice because <laughs> it smells like laundry. In the winter, it's nice and warm. The old ladies are usually friendly. They keep their vending machines stocked, at least at the one I'm thinking of. You know, I don't I mean I don't do the laundromat very often, but I, but I feel like this time around, I'm just going to drop it off, let them old biddies take care of it. I felt like a creeper one time because I was at the laundromat doing laundry, and this very attractive lady was in there doing laundry, and I just found myself just sitting there, and I was just kind of staring at her because you just kind of sit and yeah, you do just your laundry. you know people watch. And when she was done, she turned around and kind of obviously noticed I was staring at her. Kind of didn't. Hope you have a good one. I'm like, oh crap! Take I it, drink it in, Dean. 
damn. <laughs> you weren't like staring at her delicates being dried no, just, or anything. Because yeah. you're just sitting there with nothing else to do. We didn't have phones we could surf back then. Back in the day, you couldn't play, no. you know, d- d- bubble pop or whatever. They had a Mortal Kombat machine. You could punch uh, a bunch of quarters into yeah, that. Yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat. That was fun. Um, a pinball, I'm still a pinball guy. I like a good pinball yeah. machine. Something kind of nostalgic about kind of chilling out at the at, at the Star Wars pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, know, I was gone all last week. You guys didn't do shit, it seemed, based on the meetings I've been sitting in. <laughs> Here's what I, let's see. I was, I was all over South Dakota. I went to Aberdeen. This isn't going to mean anything to anybody outside the state. Went to, I was in Aberdeen. I was in Watertown. I was in Flandreau. I was in Sioux Falls. Ooh. Stopped down the casino? in casino? No, I, did, I drove by it. Did not stop in it. I'm not much of a... Good buffet out there. There's a good buffet at that? <laughs> Flander, yeah. At there is. I'm not a buffet <laughs> person by nature. I don't like the buffet. I I've heard your of, thoughts on buffets. I'm just yes. not fucking buffets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're over that as a people, I thought. <laughs> um, let's, what did I learn? There's a, there's a stuffed buffalo just in the grocery store in Chamberlain. Like, full-on standing. Just you walk in and, like, people are beeping their cheese at the checkout line, and there's a giant <laughs> fucking six-foot buffalo standing there. I got a buffalo story later. Do you? Yep. It's about buff. It's about tourist buffalo season. Yes, it is. Also, if you ever get a chance, usually it's on a Sunday night. If you're in a strange town on a Sunday night, find the bar. Do you know what industry night is? Yeah. Okay. So in every city you're in, there's an industry night, which is usually on a Sunday or a Monday night. And when all the service industry uh, gets a night off not to serve dipshits, they get together and get pretty drunk, right? And it's there's a real rock and roll crowd. They were doing karaoke. I watched a bunch of midline cooks sing a bunch of terrible <laughs> Billy Idol songs. It was fucking awesome. I can't hang in to this for the late night shenanigans like I used to. Can you hear the train? We have we have a studio where in the here in downtown Rapid City, where about four or five times a day a fucking train goes right by. I'm just gonna hear. Wait for that one. I don't know. Can you hear the droning noise that's outside the window here, too? No, what's that? There's some mechanical noise. I don't hear the droning noises. That just might be your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Industry night was fun. Industry night in Aberdeen. That's all it is, college kids out there. Even from Aberdeen, kind of talk about Aberdeen like it's a losing sports franchise. I thought that was real strange. (laughs) I had a nice time. It was very, it was a beautiful downtown. I like old farm communities that were established in the mid to late 1800s when all the land speculation was going on because their buildings are beautiful Mm -hmm. old sandstone architecture. I'm a a, a little dorky, but like I'm a sucker for like that old kind of architecture, right? I had the nicest time in Aberdeen. Fun. Worked out of a little coffee shop in the day called the Red Rooster, I think. The one place I remember in Aberdeen was the zoo. Oh, fuck yeah. I've been to the zoo. That's still a thing. (laughs) The zoo is a famous little club up there. You know, I was a song. This is what happened to you where, it, where a song will follow you. Just be- All last week, I kept hearing in stores and bars and oh, I see shops and elevators and everywhere. I kept hearing. Remember, do you remember the band Boy Meets Girl? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember their big hit? Waiting for a star to fall. Do 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 boo do 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 boo. That was in everything. Do 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 do. It was in every movie for a second, yes. right? And like, it, <laughs> I don't know. That song kept. I kept hearing it, and I like. I'd, I'd be sitting there somewhere, 
And then you'd hear that like mega saxophone solo. And I'm like, oh my God, this song just won't go away. I really started, it got, I heard it so much in a week, I'm like, this is a sign. I'm gonna I'm gonna wick up, I'm gonna learn more about this band. I was thinking about the think about how frustrating it had to be for the saxophone player for Boy Meets Girl. That was eighteen that was nineteen eighty eight, okay? Yeah. This is waiting for a star. All the songs were kinda Amy Grantish like that. Every you were rom-com either, had that every, Yeah. It was all like the our pop music was real, like get a bunch of people singing with a fuckload of big hair and throw a saxophone in there. And so they're all like, Wayne and do to boo to do. This is really for white people <laughs> to not be offended and be able to dance. Right. And, and then grunge shows up in the nineties. Yeah. I'm, I just, I kept laughing about like the sax player, you know, for boy meets girl, like, probably struggled his entire life and then in the late 80s it's like finally my time right and like probably bought a boat a couple of fucking cars and all of a sudden grunge shows up and it's like whoa crickets no one's asking me for studio time i bet he was the one person in america who was ecstatic when kurt cobain pulled the trigger yes got him (laughs) waiting for a star to fall yeah, like every 80s movie had that in there. Uh, <laughs> the song going to be in your head now. Go sing that it's at gonna Industry Karaoke. Right and it is. I'm just passing it off to you. It's like that horror movie. You just pass it on to me, and now I'm going to hear it. Hey, how's fat season going? I swooped up. Oh. I stepped on the scale Monday. I have been – I have. I noticed when I got home, I got home on a Friday night. And when I was so, I was just, I was, I'd been, it's like seven fucking days of people, right? So I needed a break. So I just hold up like the, like the, like a bear and just, and I didn't have any food. And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to go to the store. I just want to nap. I didn't even shower until Sunday night. And, (laughs) and like, it got so down to it in my, I finally have to go to the store now because the only thing I had was like rice and butter and half an onion and deli ham. So I made deli ham risotto, which was actually pretty good, pretty good in a pinch. But but then I was like, if you're down to just living on deli ham risotto for two days while you don't shower, I wonder if we should step on the scale, which is that's what I did on Monday. 236, homie. I got a little fat, just a little. I'll be under 225 by rally. I guarantee it. I'm struggling. I hurt my back. And so I started gaining weight. And the crappy thing is is my class reunion is this weekend i was supposed wait, to be down wait, 30 wait. pounds what oh yeah fucking bummer man I that's know. all right you'll get the next decade what is it <laughs> what year 30th it's your 30th reunion yeah i have done i haven't done that i thoroughly enjoyed my 20 i thought i would hate it i had to work oh bummer that wasn't you though no. okay <laughs> <laughs> you should go to your fort your next will be 40th yeah Wait, you know what's gonna happen for your fortieth? <laughs> Sorry, wrong pipe. <clears throat> we're gonna get. We're gonna be like buffalo coat. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hat. Yeah, we'll the get you on. Out. We'll get you on some testosterone. I honestly thought about going and buying a compression shirt, like the man girdle thing, just to suck it all in. I wear a. I wear a. I, this here we are. All right, we're telling everybody our secrets. I have a a couple of. Uh, I guess they'd be like male spanks. Yeah. You know, I need something like that. When I got a bit, they're real uncomfortable. They're for it's for pitchers. It ain't for going about and just being. Oh, you feel you feel like them old the Victorian women in the corsets. They kind of <laughs> string you up in the back and you can't breathe. You know, 
know what's going to happen. It's going to be like 95 degrees out there, and I'll be in one of those things and pass out, and then we'll have to cut it off, and I'll be like a oh Pillsbury. Oh, God, that'd be funny. Oh, no, no, no. Um, why a- don't you quit? Why don't you do what I do and quit trying to do judo and shit <laughs> and just, you know, ease into a gentler sport? I'm kind of good at it, it comes to find out. I don't, I don't disagree. But, like, you're, how good are you Not with right. your bursitis hip? <laughs> That's right. Anything. I was told a little insensitive because when you told me you had something else going on, I'm like, I said something to the effect of, Jesus, you're like my dog. Every time we bring you to the vet, there's something else wrong with you. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'll be down. I'm going to lose 10 before the rally. That's two weeks from now. All right. I'll be under two and a quarter. I guarantee it. I will. I will. You want to buckle up accountability, and we'll we'll do that. I'm gonna buckle up, do for ten. That's all water weight in the beginning too. Also, little bit of mine's cheating. I have been living off ribeye steaks and fucking martinis for a week. So like that you got first, it out of your system? that first like <laughs> six seven pounds of steak and martini weight drop <laughs> drops. Like, you don't even have to try to get that shit off. That just comes off. <laughs> I'm like the reverse fat bear. I got on the road, and instead of eating salmon, I'm just like martini and steak. I had I had mushroom risotto Ooh. twice, and the restaurant kind where they just finish it with a half a stick of butter. It oh, was so fucking good. That sounds good. Burgers, God, I just ate like a pig. It was fun, but now I gotta shed it off a little bit. Plus, get a little tan. I'm trying to I find. I just notice you lost a little there. I got a I got a little TV time booked. You know, because it's, you know, it's rally. So there's always a couple of, like, tell us about this year's Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. We don't want TV time like last time where you were orange-ish. I don't mind. I'd rather be way orange than I would be sick and fat looking. I'd <laughs> rather fair. I'd rather people that. be like, ah, you know, just looks like, like he tanned a little. <laughs> rather than I would have them be like, think he's got cancer or something bad. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds. I'd rather have them yes. misdiagnose me with jaundice. <laughs> than, than like AIDS, you know. <laughs> um, all right, Deli Ham Risotto. What do you want to do? Some news. Let's do some news. Doing the news with Dean. Not really breaking news with Dean. Waiting for a start of fall. <laughs> that is gonna be Dean's doing the news for us now. An Arizona woman suffered significant injuries when a bison gored her at Yellowstone National Park on Monday. Usually on Team Bison on these. Like, yeah. I don't want any... But wait, she died? No. Oh. Well, if they lived, fucking knock it off, dummy. <laughs> 40... Well, I mean, every year there's some dipshit. I know. We should have an over-under Who's every like, year. Yeah. This is early. Like, if this is hurricane season, <laughs> usually it's post-rally when these idiots start <laughs> touching these wild animals. Yellowstone's a different creature, though. They're, I feel like their buffalo are a little meaner. They're a little more wild. They're actually buffalo yeah. as compared to bison, which which most American buffalo are. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, basically walked over, turned around, started walking away, and then got That's it. the other thing. It's like Don't it's turn like your back. being uh-huh. in the it's like being in an MMA cage. The fuck you turning around for, <laughs> dummy? You're gonna get hit in the back of the head. <laughs> you ever been in a bar fight? That's when you get smoked. All right. Phoenix, once again, hit 110 degrees yesterday. I watched a TikTok. I don't know. if I mean, it could have been faked, but it just didn't, sure didn't look like it, of a dude literally letting an iron cast skillet heat up on his sidewalk and then frying an egg on it. Yeah, I think that's true. 
That's why you don't live in Arizona. And they had the gal baking bread in her mailbox. Oh, really? That's yeah. Andy. Took a, she said it took 40 minutes. And, and like it's midnight and like the, your tap water just runs like scalding. You got to let it run for a second. <laughs> and it's midnight. It's not like that's crazy. It did uh, 18th consecutive day at temperatures higher than normally they have. I mean, it's where lizards live. The fuck you think's going to happen? Even, even lizards, I don't think, enjoy that kind of heat. No, I, I sure. But, like, I'm, you know, every, it's all, everybody's, every area's got pros and cons. And the, con, you know, pro Arizona is you can swim in the winter in your pool if you have a pool. Cons is, I don't know, every decade you're going to fry an egg in your sidewalk or so. <laughs> I want to I wanna try that. Just fry something in the car. I used to do, uh, you know, with the, with the like, you start fires with the yeah. magnifying glasses and stuff. You know, ants, burn ants when you're little. You see those guys who take the old, t- uh, the big projection TVs, and they'll take that lens out of it, and they'll make the big, like, death laser melt rocks and stuff with it? I'll, I'll, I'll find one of those. I have not seen that. I would probably fall for, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd Remember, be like, interested in that. Yeah, sure, TVs? yeah. Apparently there's a lens in there, and they take it out, and they put a little frame on it, and they just burn Start rocks. Start fires and, with yeah. it. <laughs> melt melt rocks. That's pretty dorky fun. All right, what else we got? Um, I set my lawn on fire once with my best friend, but that wasn't from the from the sun. That was from the gas. We're lighting stuff on fire. Well, okay. So, like, I, my invisible friend, Jerry. We've talked about Jerry. Have I not told you about my invisible yeah. friend, Jerry? Okay. So, like, we were watching NP or PBS, whatever. And they were do- there's a thing on Vietnam and, like, Napalm. And, like, I had all them little green army men, right? I think I've heard part of this yeah. story before. And you set yeah. them all up. God, Dad was mad. And I'm like, it was Jerry's idea. <laughs> but you can't spank an invisible <laughs> friend of your boy. Back in the belt days. <laughs> All right, let's do the news. Not really breaking news with Dean. For people facing a greater threat of cognitive decline, getting hearing aids could cut the risk in half, according to the new study. It makes sense if you've been to my family's Thanksgiving over the last decade. <laughs> Generally speaking, there's like this little two-year gap of mental health crisis before they fix it, and then they get them in, and then they're fucking tolerable at Thanksgiving again. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I ain't going to fight it. Like, I know these are going, right? right? Like, these will just go. I already can't hear shit. And I'm the second I need them, need them. I don't care how big they are. What I, you need to hear. They make them really small and discreet now. I don't give a fuck if they make them like satellite dishes. You have to hear. <laughs> it's, and, like, look how crabby every old person is because they yes. can't hear. I don't give a shit. Put them in your ears. That's part of the study is basically, yeah, saying if they can hear stuff, they're not, their mind's working better. Speaking of minds not working, did you read about that dude who, like, donated his grandmother's body to Alzheimer's science and it ended up the, the, the organization they, sold, they, they donated the body to sold the body to the Defense Department and it actually got blown up in a missile test and the dude found out about it somehow? Well, no. How do you feel about that? That you, I would be upset about that. I that's where I started for a second, but let me defend this a little, Dean. I can I can make this make sense. Okay, let's because like everybody donates to the science that is like you know close to them, right? Sure. And Alzheimer's is a tragic, you know. First, before I get taken out of context here, 
everything about this is tragic. I'm not trying to make light of this poor woman and her Alzheimer's, okay? But, like, what if the Alzheimer's place, who never has enough funding, right? They never have enough money. But in this instance, they had an over-surplus of bodies. So you can sell some of those bodies. Well, who buys those? Well, it's not like you could go to the mall and be like, dead grandma fucking R us. You got to find existing business channels. Like the Defense Department, who are constantly trying to see what it's like to blow up missiles and shit. You can sell it to the seatbelt people or the Defense Department. There's just not a lot of places you can sell these bodies to. So technically, even though it's not what Billy wanted for grandma, it's still helping the cause. I suppose he signed something away, right? That, and it's not your body anymore. Once you, listen, once you, you know what I mean? Once you, like, trade out something, that is that person's to use as they see fit. <laughs> I am on the side of, of the man here a little. Because, like, okay, so because what else are you going to do? You got 18 fucking dead grandmas over here, right? And, like, I don't know what to do with all these things, but we can only work on six of them at a time because that's the, what we've got cooking. We've only got eight doctors, right? And so you got to do something with the seven other grandmas. And I don't know. Someone's got to draw the short straw. Makes you wonder if he was like, hey, how'd that study go? And there's that one awkward person and on the other the end. And that's the thing. This is where it's bullshit is where it's like if you donate the body to science, you, you should you – should, it's a little insensitive, but like not necessarily care where it's going because you never know where the benefit's going to come from. So, okay, Grandma had to get strapped into an H2 missile. <laughs> also, what a better way, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, Grandma was at the lab for a decade while they scraped off bacteria and something, which is sure, great, but not fucking let me tell you what they did to Grandma. They put her in a tank, then they sent her out to Phoenix where it's hot as shit, and they filled her full of lead. That is awesome. <laughs> Not really breaking news with Dean. Uh, after 14 years in the classroom, earning several degrees, Jacqueline Palmer wants to call herself a doctor. Lancaster, California nurse practitioner earned her doctorate in nursing, the highest degree available in her field. But because of California laws, she can't call herself a doctor, even though she has a doctorate. Why? Because that's the laws of California. Because she's not a medical doctor. She's a nurse doctor. Yeah. So there was this big lawsuit from another nurse practitioner who got sued $20,000 in a civil lawsuit because she was describing herself as a doctor. She had a doctorate. Did she accidentally kill somebody? Nope. Why did she get sued? You're not just that mad that Cindy's calling herself a doctor. That seems a little petty. Apparently in California it is. Oh, I suppose another doctor who's actually a doctor goes, fuck that, you can't call yourself a doctor. That's how that kind of happens? Okay. Interesting. even though she earned a doctorate. I feel like eventually I I want Black Hill State to give me a doctorate. (laughs) You had mentioned that once or twice Like It's part of my, I mean, it's, you know, I'll admit it sounds a little goofy, but I generally think someone is eventually going to ask me to speak at their, you know, thing. And don't you kind of get it, honorary doctorate, when you speak at a commencement? To the, I, haven't, I don't know if that's. I favorite. haven't Googled this for a second, but I'm just under them. This is going to be one of these things that I just believe it because I want it to be. But I'm pretty sure if you give a commitment speech, you get kind of you can work out an honorary doctorate kind of deal. Yeah, because they don't want some schlub just talking at their thing. They want yeah, so yeah, they give you a doctorate. You know, top billing. Which I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm saying I'm that's where I'm heading. Hopefully, you know. Now I'm not saying Harvard or you know. 
Like is, is that's what another project I need to work on is start nah, calling some people? Yeah, start calling some technical colleges, will you? How about like the, you know, Daytona's got to have a college or something. <laughs> start, we'll start, start small. Like, I'm not expecting Michigan to be like, hey, let's get that loudmouth who can't get his weight down under 230 before the rally. I'm, you know, Black Hill State, I think, would make the most sense. There's a lot of speaking gigs that are pretty lucrative. I feel like I should, I should, I should, I'm about to have to redo my whole website, yeah, because of this political podcast. Now there's outfits like that want to, I'm not kidding, this sounds so dumb, but like, believe it or not, this stupid show, there's like, I don't know, a chamber of commerce's economic development groups and stuff like that. They're like, we'd like to hear what he has to think about 30 minutes of bullshit. (laughs) Apparently there's not a deep bench of people that will bore your chamber (laughs) to commerce to death. Let's see. Uh, oh, this one I got for you because I know you like to fish. Oh, yeah. A reservoir in Colorado is undergoing a restoration project, bringing the native Rio Grande cutthroat trout back. Fun. But to do it, they have to kill off all the other fish in the reservoir to bring them back. Like forever or just like one time? They're going to do a whole uh, thing. So you got to like kill all the northern pike if you're going to try to give the cutthroat trout a shot to like survive. Something like that, yeah. That's a little fucked up, right? Because the only reason you can not the only reason, but a big reason you do that is because you can generate more tourism money off of the cutthroat trout cuz you know, a river runs through it, right? And then you there's no oh. money in catching bluegill and shit, right? Right. Like there's no money in their muddy catfish unless you want to noodle them and that's a hillbilly thing. And so, like, that's a little, that's a, I'm guessing here because I'm just hearing the headline, but you know, that's a little, I don't know if I'm all the way for something like that. I guess I get it a little. I don't know. Cut, are cutthroat trout endangered? No, no. Oh, there's they a load of them. They are indigenous to that area. So they're going to have to repair all the dam. And since they have to lower the water, they said, oh, it's the perfect time. Let's get rid of all this stuff. There must be some, like on the surface on paper, that probably sounds out of context stupid, but there must be some fisheries dude who just do this. Yeah. You'd think you'd take all that fish meat and like feed some people and shit. It's a lot of fish meat. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, but if you have to get rid of them all, you have to get rid of them all. Well, I suppose you can't you know, one at a time. Get a tank. <laughs> Start. <laughs> It's be like the cocaine kids. hippos. <laughs> the cocaine. You start shipping some fish up there. I'd be. I'd like to see. You know, that's when you don't think it even in things that aren't that big. But like your local body of water has a secret monster laying at the bottom of it. Every fucking one does. <laughs> Pactol has a Cthulhu Pac- in there. Yeah, man. That's why you can't see nothing at the bottom. <laughs> you start drown. That's what happens when you drown towns. Like. They did that. There used to be a town under Lake Sheridan, and they're like development, and so they just flooded over the town, and now there's some seven foot giant alligator monster living under it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. We're not again. We're not from the game fishing parks here. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, someone with deep pockets snapped up a piece of tech history after forking over one hundred ninety thousand dollars for a first generation iPhone from two thousand and seven. That seems like an overpay. 190, 200 grand for a collector's iPad, iPhone. Very first iPhone 4. Like the absolute very first one off the model or like the first version? Very first generation. It was a four gigabyte. They only made 300 of them because people said that's not enough memory. So they stopped making them. You think there'd be a fuckload of those? You think there'd be 300 of them lying around? If 20 of them showed up tomorrow, they wouldn't be worth 200 grand anymore. This you one know, is, there's like one old woman 
She's got an original iPhone, whatever, sitting still in a trailer, it. still barely using it, just waiting for that thing to die. $200,000, that's an that's amount of money. You find out Grandma's got one of them, you'd think about killing Grandma for a second if Grandma sucked. This is uh, sealed in its factory oh. stuff, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you don't open the package, otherwise sure. the value drops down. Like an action figure. Yes. <laughs> like Do you action. collect anything? I unfortunately have an action figure collection, yes. Do you? Yeah. Like in the boxes and shit? Mm-hmm. Do you have a do you do you gauge the are you in it for the money or are you in it for the collecting? I fucking it, look at this shit. All right, <laughs> man. This is great. Where's the where's the It's time for another yeah. edition of Learning New Things About Dean. <laughs> what? So like what's your prize thing? I my prize thing? Believe it or not, I got that from Mark Houston. <laughs> That's nice. Johnny West. What is Johnny West? Johnny West was a collection of action figures that had, uh, there was Johnny West the cowboy. Okay. And he had chaps and hats and stuff. Is this something you had growing up as a kid? No. It's just something he found. And that's very, you know, when you're not that looking, Houston is incredibly thoughtful. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring a photo of it. It's it's very iconic toy from the 60s so like do you have a like so like my boy has an app he buys records like fucking bananas right he buys like i bought cds until napster came around then you could just steal all the music but like (laughs) he's back into the buying records and he's got a little app that tells him i mean it's all bullshit but it tells him what he thinks these are all worth which is you know right it's bullshit but he's at least following the money value of it all is that something you do they're worth money to other collectors yeah yeah like if you like in a pinch, like if the whole economy turns to shit, can you be like sell the toys and we can get out of here? I could, it's but like I'm, you're I'm never going to sell money. them. <laughs> I got an, I got three old boxes of baseball cards that ain't worth shit yet. I'm sure. Also, they're like I was a so I was like Chicago, I would like give away good cards just to collect more Chicago Cubs cards. Like I got 27 <laughs> Ryan Sandberg cards from 1991. They're never going to be worth anything. But you didn't collect them back then for that. You loved it. Yeah, it was more for fun. Yeah. That and we'd steal Ed Ness's cards when he wasn't looking because we thought it was <laughs> hilarious. And then he'd find out and he'd, get, and, he'd, and he'd get mad. And then I was the littlest one, so he'd try to beat me up. And then my sister would kick the shit out of him. <laughs> and then his mom would come over and be like, Where, where's Edward? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that memory came from. No, I have those and I have uh, G.I. Joe action figures. I had them. I had all the He-Man as a kid. Yeah, the He-Mans were cool. They were I had every I had every I had every, all the castles and all that shit. And yeah. then we had a dog that ate every one of them. <laughs> None of them were in the package or I was no. a child. I was playing with him, me and Jerry. But like <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. He-Man was awesome. I loved He-Man. He-Man was the shit. You look at it now and it's incredibly um and you know, no judgment. Good cool, but like pretty homoerotic. Them He-Man characters. They're all like big dingers in their cod pieces. <laughs> and, like, they're just cut. Like, it's all real, like, gay fantasy if you look back at it. It was one of those I, I collected when I became an adult because it was like, hey, I never could afford these when I was a kid. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I don't know, man. Bitching. It's time for another edition of Learning New Things About Dean. I really hate that. <laughs> You excited for the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally? You don't look like a rally lover. I could care less, I guess. There's a band you're like really excited to go see. I'm going to go drop everything. I used to really enjoy doing that, but 
now it's a job and it's been your soul there is a band is there a band that would come to town where you would you like not where you would get out of where you would get yourself back into fan mode i'm interested in oh, that. oh man um i've seen them before i've been a deaf leopard man i that's a great show. It's a great show. I hope you guys get to talk to Phil Collin from Def Leppard. If you do, ask him if he remembers betting me to be vegan from like 20 years ago. I'm sure he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I'm stuck in a half-hour conversation right. about it. <laughs> but it'd be cool if he actually does. Yeah. <laughs> I think Limp, Limp Biscuit is coming. Well, first of all, we should set the scene. If you don't know what the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is, a little town of 5,000 turns into a big like Black Hills wide community of a quarter million at any given time to a half a million mm-hmm. people or over. And they all come in a few days and they, and they're like a lot of camping and like, you know, there's a shit, there's motorcycles everywhere you go. And you know, there's some like hell's angels and stuff, but it's pretty, you know, corporate. It's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a little cosplay to it. You know what I mean? It's a little bit like comic con for bikers. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of accountants in America, like, they put on their loose. leathers and yeah. come the fuck out, right? It's right, right. It used to be way more fun and freedom, like where the old dudes, where the you know pre-internet, you'd just be like old naked dudes in a body webbing, <laughs> and just be fuzzy and weird. But right. they were like, you know what I mean? I, I'm excited for it to get back to that a little, rather than the real. It's got a real. It, no one's more patriotic than I want to be at times, but it's real. It, there's a real like viciousness to the to the freedom. It's like freedom or else, right? <laughs> Now, it used to just be freedom come as you are. Yeah. It'll be nice. To, anyways, it, 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 every year, it's, you know, ZZ Top comes here, Leonard Skinner, Warrant, Rat. All great bands. Oh, you know, but for their, for their day. And oh, Def Leppard is still maybe one of the... You can put Def Leppard up against Taylor Swift as far as great shows right now. Yeah. I'm not fucking kidding. They're both 16-truck tours. That, mo- that big Motley Crue tour. Who else is there? It's easy to have. I'm not that excited. I think Limp Bizkit would be cool as a novelty. Plus, where else are you going to be able to see them? Well, I mean, around here anyway. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, like, Olive Garden in their hometown. <laughs> not fair, though. That's not fair to Limp Bizkit. All I want to do is make fun of Mitchell because he's so fucking excited oh, for Limp yeah. Bizkit. So have I ever told you about my documentary idea? My friend Casey makes films, and I think he should make a documentary about Fred Durst. I think Fred Durst, if you look at him as a as a as a as a character of the American human condition, okay, I, we're gonna get a little deep for Limp right. Biscuit, but like, he was a theater kid, he was a nerd, and like, Limp Biscuit wasn't created as a musical act; it was a shtick. It was a gimmick to not get picked on. And then ironically, that music in the early 2000s became like the soundtrack for dipshit bullies. So the thing he created turned on him to become the thing he was against, right? And then there's the fall, right? It, would be, it became reason took over and, it, and everybody was like, no, I don't actually like Limp Bizkit. What the <laughs> fuck is the hot dog flavored water what am i doing you know everybody's <laughs> everybody's grew up a little there was some maturity and then time goes by and then remember that one picture of him that came back oh, yeah. and everybody was like holy shit he's got white hair and he's he looks harmless now right there's never been a better opportunity for like a rebrand of like to fred durst being a a, a, a i won't call him a mark twain 
character, but more in the in the lane of that than like the dude who made shitty rap rock popular, <laughs> right? Because like he, you know, there was plenty of rap rock bands that were not embarrassing to be a fan of Rage Against the Machine. You know, I don't love this genre as a whole, right? But like, Corn is at least talented. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it's the guys from the Biscuit. It's not like they're not fantastic musicians inside of the band. It's just the whole thing's a stage gimmick. That's interesting. I'd watch that. Wouldn't you watch yeah. that? I would watch that. Because now, because like we love America, while while the one of the shittiest things that exists about America is that w- there's a sport to like tear down something to virtue signal. Like, we can't help ourselves, right? We're always getting taller by knocking people off at the fucking knees, and that's how we are as a people a little bit. But our our redeeming quality as the antithesis against that is our ability to love a fucking comeback story. We love a comeback story. Britney Spears shaved her head a couple years later, and now we think her dad's an asshole. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we just love it. We just, as a people, we want to see somebody fall, which is shitty. But to our credit, we sure like it when they get back up. Fred Durst could be that. Not that he's fallen. I'm not saying he, you know. He's a little conspiracy theorist. I've listened to some interviews of him to think if I can get this off the ground. Because if I put the right people in a room together, I think I could make this happen. But, like. So you pepper that in with the other stuff, and that's that's gold right there. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to make a conspiracy theory movie. But I really think somebody who knows. I don't know what the fuck that you know making a movie is. But like, I think that could be a story. That that would be good. I'd watch it. Yeah. Anyways, Limp Biscuits coming to the Sturgis Valley. <laughs> it's a hard pitch to do in a. <laughs> All right, Fred, listen up. <laughs> I got a movie idea. I'd have a better shot pitching him a porno. <laughs> Let's see who else is coming out. Leonard Skinner's coming out. I like, you know, Leonard Skinner's a good example of that, right? Like, it used to be like, he's this Leonard Skinner freebird. But now, like, there's a nice, you know, there's only one more dude in the band who, like, was a guitar tech for a minute. Or whatever. Right. Or he drove the plane. I don't know. Probably not drove. Probably none of nobody from the plane world. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a shtick. They've played here. I don't know. How many rallies has there been? 83? Oh, I think Leonard Skinner has played 62 of them. Um, there is a band that you don't know called Pete Street Revival that I know is playing out during the rally, but they tour around America quite a bit and I find them to be fascinating. Their whole vibe is wonderful. So if you see a band in your area called Peach Street Revival, that is a good show. Rock band? Yeah, a little bit of everything. It's hard. They're, you know, they're, they've got a lot of Bowie in them. You know what I mean? There's like, I'm, you know, they've got a lot of that flash and that synthy thing that's coming up in, in the younger music now, right? Like the 80s synth is shit's coming back because everything repeats. I'm not here for the 80s synth. Really, I can't. But you know, use it correctly. It's all right. I grew up on that, so that's yeah. But you know, so I might enjoy them then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What's the, what's the, what's the fucking song? Waiting for a star to fall. (laughs) See, you forget it, and then all of a sudden it comes back. Um, rat. Did I see rats playing? Yeah. I saw. It's not Rat's fault, and I'm not beating up his rat as a band, but for a while there was, like, 
four versions of rat touring. There was like Stephen Piercy's rat and right. Billy Ted's rat and somebody else's rat because, you know, whatever, they break up. One of the versions of rat was playing at some old garage venue here. This is... They do better now than they did then. Remember like when Creed and all those bands were coming up, like you, Rat couldn't get a fucking, they couldn't get a, they couldn't book the lobby of the fucking Applebee's. But now you can get back into state fair money, right? And so like it was one of these Rat guys and they were playing this garage show and there wasn't, I mean, it's one of these deals where there's six fucking people there, you know, like three super Rat fans <laughs> and a meth head and, a, and, you know, the guy who muled everybody coke was there you know what i mean like the guy who probably got them coke when they played here when they were huge is here still with it like yeah the last fucking bottle of quaaludes he's been holding on to for 15 years anyways then they get done i I don't know round and round (laughs) and the song ends and the drummer like he like you just do is if you've been a drummer for a million years i'm assuming this is like habit you get done with the song with a big cymbal crash and you throw the stick out in the crowd but the problem is when there's nobody there and there's no backup music <laughs> and when round and round gets over, there's just crickets in the room and, and, and you hear the stick go clink, 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 drag, clink, clink, clink. It was, oh God, I felt, and I'm, listen, again, I'm not talking shit. I've never felt more bad. From like, oh God, you guys don't deserve that. That sucks, dude. Like you're rat. You know what I mean? Rat. Now they, they're on Geico commercials and shit, so they can probably make a lot of money. <laughs> Got the Geico money. That's drumstick tinkle tinkle. That's a whew, that's a sad, lonely. That's when you get sweat in your back, you know, <laughs> where you question your decisions. That one time you're like, maybe I should be an accountant. No, I'll be the drummer from Rat. Clink, 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 clink. Accountant. Shouldn't have been a saxophone player for Boy Meets Girl. <laughs> Waiting for a startup. Going to the bank, you know what I mean? You've got like the Looney Tunes money bag sack of cash behind you going to the bank. Big dollar symbol. Yeah, man. You could rob a bank in 1989. You're just blowing it all on hotel martinis and shit. 1992. In utero. What's in utero? How can that be a radio hit? Fuck. You You know what you had to do in the 90s if you wanted to stay a saxophone player? You had to get real ugly suits and a checkered shirt and you tried to ride the ska wave because like grunge showed up yeah and like killed all the you know what i mean you had to get rid of your dumb haircuts no more fucking aquanets put the moose in the way you never need moose again it's all flannels and shit until here's the one guy with the spiky gelled hair and the and the you know where all the gay kids went because it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was like in the 90s, it was like you could be grunge and the jocks kind of like everybody like Nirvana. You needed something else weird. So you're like, well, I guess me and the theater kids will go to Real Big Fish. <laughs> I'm projecting because that literally happened in actual life. We went to see Real Big Fish at a line dancing country bar nice. called Twisters. Still, to this day, one of the best fucking concerts of my entire life. It was awesome. I I love real big fish. Where was that at? T South Dakota. <laughs> I know which bar you're talking about, dude. Man. It was also the it was the band. It was the it was a club that had like eighteen and up nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you go like you could either go into Sioux Falls and like awkwardly stand on the wall because nobody could dance, and there and there would be like 
three black dudes there and they could dance. And so you're like, well, I'm going to look so silly. If you got sick of that, you go out to tea where there was almost never any black people and half line dance slow dances. So you wouldn't look as stupid in your dumb fucking xenophobic <laughs> upbringing. You know, because like, like, I don't know how to dance to KRS-One. But I know how to dance to waiting for a star to fall. You know. We were talking about a friend of mine. From, oh, here's some. I, we're doing Elsa's story, so I guess we'll just do it. <clears throat> so I, have, I have a question for you. Alcester? Alcester? Alcester. Alcester. So did you ever uh, smoke cigarettes? No. You're so you, you were so nice to everybody. You never smoked cigarettes. We had so wild. Well, a lot of times I count on you for our mutual upbringing, but stories like this are gonna wind us off the road a little, Dean. You didn't like with you get jammed like six of your friends in the car and like you know fucking carpool karaoke to Steve Earle with a twelve pack of Bud Light <laughs> and like you know uh, smoke you know we smoke cigarettes. No. Oh my God, everybody's. I was just talking about this with my friend Lori. Everybody would have cigarette burns in their car, and everybody would blame everybody else. Like, oh, that was him. That was her. That was it. Wasn't it? Was never me. So, like, I would be blamed for four cigarette holes in other people's cars, and they would be blamed in mine. Right. It was a you know mutual, mutually whatever. You didn't do any of that. No. You minimum. What did you do to party? What was your? When did you graduate high school? Ninety three. Ninety three. So you must, you know, synth parties, and I've seen pictures of you with your hair. You, you're a, you, not, was you still are hair a hair. back then. You do. <laughs> you're a handsome fella now, but you are. Oh, you, thank you. You are. I think you're, you're, you know, you're big, big fella. You can grow a nice beard. You have a nice face. I'm not trimmed up yet. You have very you. handsome eyes. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but if I look at, I've seen your book pictures of you where we could have put you on that uh, Lorenzo Lamas Izzy Hot Show. It wouldn't have been a lot of wouldn't have been a lot of things to point out that aren't hot. You're you're you know what I mean. That's why I really need that compression shirt now. Stay, you really do. Reunion. What if, for what your fortieth? We're gonna put we're gonna you get on testosterone. We'll go get the hair transplant. I do need that. You would I don't you mind, do the, would you do this? Or, you have a great shape. I don't mind shaving my head. And you and it work. You're very handsome. And you rare a lot of times when dudes pull off your look. You look like a fucking neo-Nazi. You don't at all <laughs> look like a neo-Nazi. I, I, that was my goal not to look like. A well, you could, you know, it's just it's not that it, it's they they've stole the look like Hitler's mustache, right? Yeah. So you, you can't you don't know, you don't have to take it back. You don't look like a Nazi. I'm waiting to the very last day before we actually go to the reunion. That's when I shave and get it all trimmed up. Oh uh, sure. Okay, but hold on a second. Let's talk about your fortieth. And I'm no shit. We could probably find companies to do this. Like you get the hair deal. And like we'll do a little TRT, get a trainer. We'll do a montage. Yeah. Fucking you're the best around. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? No, we need your other song. <laughs> we need be tough to montage. <laughs> Waiting for that, no, it's something <laughs> you know, something like uh yeah, who's the is it Rocky's brother, the Frank Stallone who Frank does Stallone. all the does all the Rocky montage songs? Get you did one he of them. Do those? No, he didn't do those, did he? I'm pretty sure Frank Stallone did did at least Rocky three. Hold on, now we got yeah, Google. We're gonna look it. that one up. Let's just have Sean look it up later. I don't want to. Okay, it fair enough. I'm pretty sure that's true. Frank Stallone. I mean, I knew he was a singer. 
cool. He did cool. like well, because like yeah, he do like Rocky three. Rocky three could put fucking whatever artist he wanted in there. That's it's Rocky three through Rocky five. He could have put you know you could have dug up Elvis to do the song if you wanted to. <laughs> you I, have a favorite Rocky movie? First one. Other than the first one. What's the one with that had the robot? I thought that was kind That's of cool. three. Is that three? Okay, yeah. I like that one then. No, wait. Hold on a second. <clears throat> hold on a second. No, 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 no. That's four. Because the movie starts, um, Ivan Drago is going to do an exhibition fight with Apollo Creed. Yeah. And in the beginning of it, everybody's rich and lazy. You know what I mean? You're like, you're getting soft with your fancy robots and shit. Also, you know what's <laughs> weird about that movie is like, Polly and the robot have like a, like a, like a, like they're almost fucking. By the end of it, they're like in a non-sexual sexual relationship. I, I get go the, back and watch it. I, I didn't pick that up. Wild, no. dude. Okay, I'm gonna watch this. For some reason, he's like in the beginning. He's like, "What is this crazy thing?" And then at the end, it's like, you know, she'll give me an old fashioned when no one's looking. It's real strange. <laughs> Anyways, Apollo Creed dies because he gets killed by the machine. Right. Who's married to Brigitte Nielsen in that movie? Yeah, and then and then and oh, also then married Sylvester Stallone. Can you imagine how much fucking cocaine everybody was doing? He put his brother on the soundtrack. There's his fat buddy is having sex non-sex with the robot. His wife is the evil genius scientist. Like this is a coked out movie if you think about the screenplay. <laughs> so they're like, well, I don't know. It's Sly Stallone. Give him whatever he wants. Anyways, then he goes over to Russia and defeats communism. As it were, that's true. That's what America needs against TikTok. You need like a, you need a, a well placed montage movie, <laughs> where a short little dude dripping in olive oil beats the biggest heavyweight of all time. We'll make a montage, and you can put it as yeah. the video for your next podcast. I like it. I think we are on a early stages of our ten year plan to like. I hear you on the hair if you want to do it. I'm th- real thinking about the hair plant transplant surgery. This is why I'm probably talking about it because most of the things, as in all of the things on this show, I would are kill secretly to have your about hair me. Right now. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, like, it's, you know, I got to hold on to it like Napoleon in Russia, dude. It's fucking hard. It is hard in the winter. And, like, I, I'm really, I, you know, I'm, I, I think, I think I'd just rather get it over with and do it. And it's affordable now. How much is it now? What's it cost to do the thing? Like plugs? Yeah, but the real ones, not the ant leg ones where it looks like shitty cornrows. I don't mean the hairstyle cornrows. I mean the physical corn plants. I think it's like six grand. Is that it? No. I think it's like 15 for the version where no one's, no one, no one. I mean, people will be able to tell certainly. Yeah. But like, here's the problem about it. You got to, you got to like, if you're a movie star, you can duck under for six months and no one will see you. But, like, I can't just you take just six to... Tuesdays off. Why do you keep wearing a hat everywhere? Well, and you can't. Oh, that's right. You can't wear a hat. And, like, you just got to look <laughs> sick and dead for a, nine weeks. I can figure. I could take that, though. Like, the first week, I think, would be like, oh, my God. And then bloody I bloody checkerboard on top well, of your head. Well, you know, you take a couple weeks off at home. And then, and then once you're, once you stop, once you're, once you don't profusely just seep, <laughs> then you can be in places, sure. right? And then th- for, I think <laughs> about two months, you look stupid. And then, you know, I'm going to grow it out long like I am in Motley Crue. That's <laughs> what I would do. I really just want to do it because I want long hair. 
and I can't, it's not thick enough. Although white hair long, that's, you know. It's hard to notice it. Well, no, it'll, a decent chance I'll look like Doc Brown, just but like <laughs> werewolfy. You know what I mean? Like I won't be able to do anything with it. It'll just look like a satellite Great dish. Great <laughs> When you do your leg kick and your hair sticks right. like that, that'll be glorious. Or if it backfires and then I have to shave my head and then I'll have to, then I will, I think, go into my hat phase. I'll have to just I'll have to start taking testosterone because you just have to be ripped if you're gonna I look that fucking stupid. Also, I think maybe you know I could age. I found the look I think I can age into when I finally get to be an older fella. I really think I'll pull. I'll go for like a junior soprano. Like when the hair's finally gone, you know what I mean. I think I can pull off. I think you know nice sweaters. You're not losing hair, are you? Oh yeah. Well, I mean not losing hair, but like you know, it's a little. The air's a little thinner than I'd like it to be at the top of the Himalayas. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> I got it. I'm digging it. I got a lot of Rogaine. I do the Rogaine. You got to hold on to it. And then if you forget for a couple of weeks because you forget you don't re up, you know, yeah. and then you you're like you lose a lot of ground fast. So it's a hard garden to weed, as it were. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm thinking about the pills, the Propecia. You know what I mean? I heard those have uh, some side effects. You got to be careful. One in ten dude can't get an erection anymore on it. But and when you're, but they got a pill for that. <laughs> sure, but then you know, now I'm a, now I'm a slave to the pharmaceutical industry, and I don't want that either. In my 30s, I certainly um, would would have prioritized an erection over hair. In my 40s, <laughs> it's a real knife fight. Which I assume in my fifties and sixties I'll be like hair, fuck yeah, hair. You never know, but like you know what I mean. Like you're twenty eight, you're like I can't do anything without my penis. When you're forty two, you're like, well, I can do a few things without my penis. <laughs> That's maturity, everybody. We'll see you next week. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share. And you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.